Couldn't wait to whip out some boots, sweaters, long sleeve things. I don't know what it is about fall weather. The colors, everything about it is so beautiful. Um, but this last couple of weeks, if you guys have been wondering, Pastor Mario has been doing a fantastic job talking about building on wisdom. It's been called Blueprint. Everybody say, build your life on wisdom. And he's been doing that for the last couple of weeks. So today is week nine, y'all, nine weeks of wisdom. And it's crazy that you can spend that much time talking about it. And I believe it's because God built the earth on wisdom. So we can keep speaking about wisdom until your entire life, just wisdom, okay? Well, speaking of calling, we have an eight-year-old daughter, and y'all know we can't ever talk about anything unless we talk about our sweet little girl. Mara and I are growing with her, and I have to say that we're growing with her because we're learning so many things about this girl. But one thing that I've noticed recently that we've kind of figured out a little bit, and if you're a parent of any sort, we're starting to understand all of her cries, all of her her screams. So when she's scared in the middle of the night because there's lightning, we know what that scare is and we have to respond to her. If for whatever reason she is screaming because she saw a bug, that scream is different. (laughs) And we know what that means, get up, attack, kill the bug. (laughs) We know what that scream sounds like. We even know what it sounds like when she just wants to nag us. Y'all know the whole like, mama, 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 mama. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Like we know what that is. And I just feel like over time we even know what it feels like when she really isn't feeling well. Like things about that, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like over time, you just learn, you're sensitive to it. Well then, on the flip side, we also have a dog. As of two months, I am like a pet mom, all right? And I've fallen completely in love. This morning I was talking to a couple of our elders in the church and we were talking about, I'm completely in love with this dog, okay? It's a little cavalier poodle and we're in love with her. And I'm learning things about her when she barks. Guys, I know what it means now. When she, at six o'clock in the morning, she has to use the restroom. That's why she's barking. So we gotta get up out of the bed and walk her outside so she can use it. We know when she's barking, when she's hungry, it's this annoying constant, like it doesn't stop. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it? And then we've learned that what it is is she's hungry. She's saying, it's that time. You need to get up and feed me. And then we've even learned, like, when she just wants to play. Like, there's this random, she'll go, arr, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> I can't explain it. But it's like, arr, and then she's, like, crying. You can ask Camden. She's like, Jolie wants to play. <laughs> like, we, we've learned all these little things about our dog. Well, this morning, like, just this morning, I got up and I did our little morning routine, and then I heard this new noise. I'm like, what is that? And it was like, okay, are y'all okay if I give y'all the demonstration? It was like, I'm like, what is that? And at first I'm thinking, maybe she's playing, but I'm like, no, usually when she plays, it's a deeper growl. It's like, it's a little deeper, but I'm like, what is that? I get up and I walk over there and she was choking. And I said, what in the world? Well, when we went outside, she picked something up out of the ground. She brought it in the house with her, and she started chewing on it in hopes to swallow it. But she couldn't get it down. So when I went in the room, she's, like, choking. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't really know what to do. (laughs) 
And then she eventually spits it up. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Jolie, oh my goodness. So I'm like cleaning up. You would think to yourself, I would never do that over a dog. But let me tell you, honey, you'll be surprised what you'll do. So I'm like cleaning up behind her. But then what I've realized throughout life is that all of us in the room respond to things. Like, I mean, I was thinking about my mom, and y'all know I'm really close to her. Like, I remember when we were, I was like off to college, and I'm no longer living with her. But when I would pick up the phone and I would call her, she can hear something in my voice to let her know that something was wrong. And she'll say, what's wrong? Y'all know? And then I'm like, oh! <laughs> magic word, oh my God! And I'm like crying. It's the same thing, even like with my siblings, brothers and sisters. You know when something is wrong, like things aren't right. And I don't know why God has created us to be so like um, connected to people where we begin to know, we can feel, we know when they're calling. Something isn't right. I noticed, even my mom was saying the other week, she was like, something was off. I didn't want to bother you guys, but I just prayed. She just knew it. She knew it. Well, guess what? It's the same way with your jobs in our lives. If you're working in retail, you know when that person walks in there and they're ready to spend their money. And you go, oh, I know how to, I know what to do with this person. <laughs> Let me put out all the new stuff that's out, right? You, you even know when you're a supervisor, you know when things are wrong and things are out of order. If you're a school teacher, you know when kids are like trying to get under you. Uh, one of the things that makes me laugh so bad, Camden, she'll come home and she'll say, my teacher would tell us, I don't want to hear it. Whatever happened in PE, that happened in PE. And this is because <laughs> everybody's tattling and tell you just start knowing, okay, they're coming over here to complain. But teachers also have the great ability to know when, when the kid didn't eat last night or they didn't sleep well or when something in their home is not right they can feel it even if their kid doesn't say anything they know how to respond y'all know what I'm saying well that brings me to something about the word of God and I want you guys to turn your eyes to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 to 23 Proverbs chapter 1 20 to 23 it says wisdom shouts in the streets she cries in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in the front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers, mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you. And everybody say, and make you what? What's that word? Wise. It will make you what? Wise. Wise. Today we're going to talk about building on truth. Building on truth. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for everyone that's listening online as well as everyone that's sitting in this room. Lord, you know exactly what each and every one of us need to hear. Give us a sensitivity to respond to you. I thank you for it, our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A sensitivity. Isn't it crazy? The same way humans cry out for stuff and they're needing a response, truth also cries out and it waits for a response. Isn't it crazy? Like in our entire world, we're all waiting. Like tr wisdom, truth is waiting for us to respond to it. Respond. I need you to respond to what I'm saying. Well, wisdom to me is kind of like the light. 
are truth. Wisdom and truth is like a light. You ever walk into a room and you're like, it's dark in here. I need to find the light. And instantly you're looking for the light, right? You're looking for the light. Well, truth waits for a response. And that response looks like light. And when you turn on a light, you can see. How many of you guys love light? I love natural light. I wake up in the morning. I open up all the windows in the house. I want to just turn on every light. I can even sleep with the light on. And my husband's like, turn that light off. I'm like, oh, God. I just fell asleep. I love the light. The light. Well, truth is like that. Truth is like a light. Now, many of you are probably wondering, what is that stuff doing on the stage? She has to say something about it, okay? Why they got all that stuff sitting up there on the stage? Well, today I want to introduce you to the living room of your heart. That's what this is. Now, some of your hearts might be in better condition than this, this one, but this is the living room to your heart. And I want to take a few moments of your time to explain three lights. Everybody say three lights. Of truth that you need to be turned on in your heart in your in your own heart and if you're watching online I have a copy of this outline on our app all you have to do is go to sermons and notes and you'll be able to download that as well as everybody else in the room if you're like hey I want a copy of everything that that girl is saying all you have to do is go to our app download it and it is yours or I'll make you a copy of it if you want me to okay whatever makes it easy for you but three lights three lights of truth that you're gonna need. Y'all ready? Light number one, truth is heard. It's heard. You, you have to know how to hear for it, listen to it. Think about this. Everybody in this world is looking for the truth. They are. Everybody's looking for it. They may say I'm not, but they are. They're strolling through social media, trying to find out through people's posts what do they think about it. They're trying to see how everybody else is responding to stuff, okay? People are always telling you, tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth or keep it 100 with me. That's how young people are saying. Just keep it 100. All they're saying is that they want to know the truth, and I want to hear what your truth is. How, what is the truth? It means something that has to be heard. Well, in Romans chapter 10, starting right there, Romans chapter 10, verse 16, it says, but not everyone welcomes the good news. Okay? That means not everybody is going to welcome your truth. <laughs> All right? Not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah, the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? Everybody say, who's believed me? So then faith comes from hearing, that is hearing, the good news of Christ. Now let me just break this down to you really quick. Everybody's looking for truth, but not everybody is wanting to hear the real truth. And the truth that we offer is not my truth. It's not what I think about it. It's not my preference or my opinion about it. It's the message of Christ. Not everybody wants to receive that truth. But then when you do receive the truth, something happens. The word says faith. When faith happens, that means 
It instantly happens. Something on the inside of you is built up. You ever get around somebody and they, you feel like they can get you so built up you can go bear hunting with a switch? Like you just feel on the inside of you there's this excitement, there's this joy, there's this something on the inside of you that is just going, I got to know, I got to see, I just got, I, I got to hear more and more. It's something about when I was talking to that lady, that man, they were building me up. What is this? Their truth is building you up. The Bible says it's faith. But let me just go on a little bit deeper. It's not just anything that I'm saying. Y'all know like everybody right now is in this thing where they say good vibes. Oh, I got to have good vibes, positive vibes here. All the, Okay, I get it. You want to have a good attitude. You want to spread cheer. But no, 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 no. What I'm bringing you is through the word of God. I'm not building you up with just my fancy words, and I'm not building you up. I'm bringing you the word of God. It says the message of Jesus Christ, the, the message of God. That's how my faith is built. It's built by hearing. Hearing, that is the good news of Jesus. Many of you, the reason why you're probably always shipwrecked is because your, tr your truth is kind of turned off and it's dark. You're not being built up on the inside of you. But guys, what do you call this? This is called the light of your salvation. It's the light of your salvation. It's the thing that you're going to constantly, for the rest of your life, have to hear. You don't need to just hear it on Sunday morning. This is not the only time you should hear it. You need to hear it when you're in your car. You need to hear it when you're hanging out with your friends. You guys need to be exercising, building your faith up. And if you're not around people like that, all they're doing is keeping you in dark. That's all they're doing. But the more you get a chance to hear the light of your salvation, you're built up. You're walking in, you're encouraged all the time. People are like, why are you always smiling? It's like because the faith on the inside of me is causing my, my spirit man to be built up. And then just like this, guess what happens? A light turns on. Not just any light. It's the light of your salvation. Something that was once dark, all of a sudden, there's a glimmer of hope. Don't you understand that the message of Jesus is hope? It's, it's hope. There's no hopelessness. It's hope. It builds you up. You feel like, yes, I can do it again. How many of you sometimes just need that? That moment where you're like, yes, I can do it again. I take a new grip that comes from the light of my salvation. That's it. Yes, I can do it again. I can do it again. What is that? That's my faith. It's being built. It's being built. Everybody in the room needs that. Everybody. All right. So then guess what happens after that? Now that your, your light of salvation is on, it takes you to your second truth. It's truth is applied. Now there's one thing to get yourself all built up, feeling good, Walking in the church, you're feeling all good and warm on the inside. Oh, she's got me so excited and I'm all pumped up. That's, a, that's great. But then there comes a point where what I'm saying to you, you're going to have to actually apply it. You can't grow in your faith if you never apply it. If anything, you're going to always just need this. You're going to find yourself, every time you're down, you're not going to know how to get back up. You're going to just keep finding yourself waddling waddling in this light, which is still a good light, 
or it's still a good light. Where is this stuff found? Okay, let me just give you this example. Pastor Mario has been preaching over the last nine weeks on building wisdom. He hadn't just been standing up here saying all this stuff just for fun. What he's doing is trying to get you to apply God's teachings. Listen to me. In the Old Testament, the reason why all of those religious leaders were so frustrated with Jesus is because he was bringing teachings that they didn't know how to apply for themselves. They didn't understand. So if you're reading through all of the New Testaments, what do you think they're talking about in this? They're talking about relationships. They're talking about marriages. They're talking about our finances. They're trying to help us. They got the Beatitudes. This is the attitude you should have when you come. Why, why are you thinking all the? Because Jesus is bringing teachings so that we can apply them because he knows that in our hearts we're all walking around in the dark in there he's like you found the light of your salvation but now each and every one of you have issues that you're battling with and I need to turn on some lights so people around them are coming to him they're drawn to him all over why are they drawn to him it's because what he's doing is having conversations with people saying you know about that marriage that you were in I need to talk to you about that I need to bring healing into that stuff. This is the light of truth that's being applied to you. And every one of us have little places in our heart where God needs to speak truth. And when he speaks that truth, you have to apply it. <laughs> okay. In John chapter 8, 31, 32, I want you guys to put your eyes on this. John chapter 8. He says, you are truly, John 8, 31. Jesus said to the people, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my, wait, 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 what, what does it say? Okay, let me just say it again. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my, okay, teachings. So this is Jesus. And he said, then you'll know the truth and the truth will do what? Okay, so there is something about the teachings of Jesus when they are applied to our little lives that begin to set us free. Y'all, it's clear. It's really clear. So here's what it does. It brings order. I was just talking in the back. It's crazy how God puts you in conversations. All of a sudden, in your little chaotic world, God starts speaking to you and he says, I want to talk to you about this attitude. I want to speak to you about this hidden sin that you keep thinking that I am not aware of, but I am fully engaged in it. I want to begin. What is he doing? He is speaking order in the midst of your chaos, not beating you up, but what he's trying to do is bring truth so that he can help you. <laughs> okay. We all walk in here right now. We all have little areas in our heart that we need truth. I need the truth. Keep it 100 with me. I found the light of salvation. Now he's saying, you keep trying to hide this, and I, and I see it, and I need to remove it. He's trying to build truth. That's all he's trying to do. He's trying to bring some order, a little bit of order, and then you start saying, okay, I'm going to get my finances in order because I keep thinking that I'm not being blessed, but I really am being blessed. I'm just, I'm not taking a good inventory of what I have. I keep, I keep thinking that 
my, my spouse is just crazy, but really it's probably me because I am working all the time. I, I am doing this stuff. I keep thinking that maybe I, I, these relationships aren't working, but maybe it's because I'm picking wrong. Maybe it has something to do with me. <laughs> and maybe everything that the pastor is saying is true, and I probably should just apply it to my life. Y'all know what I'm saying? He begins to do that, and then all of a sudden, as you begin to speak the truth about what the Lord is saying in your life, you begin to feel a little bit of freedom. And then what happens in that freedom? Something else. You build boundaries. You get to build your own boundaries. I don't know if you guys noticed, but lately, the government systems are not the place that you're going to go that's going to help build boundaries for you. Nobody can build boundaries in your life but you. <laughs> G Listen, his teachings are there to set you free. It is your job to make sure that you are applying what he said. You can't get mad at Pastor Mario. You can't call me with the three-point note about why something didn't happen. It is nobody's responsibility but yours. <laughs> you have to take full responsibility about the truth that the Lord has revealed to your heart. Amen. And then when you begin to do that, all of a sudden, a place in your heart, well, it gets brighter. And you actually can sit down and love yourself. You're like, oh, God, thank you. This, this seat is so comfortable. And you're sitting there, and you're loving your life. And all of a sudden, you have the light of your salvation, and now you have the light of your life. <laughs> the light of your life. You're loving your life. It feels good. You're excited about just everything. Every little time you figure something out, there's comes what he said. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth that sets you free. All of a sudden, you find freedom in yourself. You're like, man, I, I just feel like, why haven't I noticed this? Oh, my goodness, I feel great. I'm excited about my life. You're loving your life. You're loving your Jesus. You're loving your truth. You can't wait to tell everybody else about, you need to get a budget, girl. Oh, girl, you need to leave that guy alone. Oh, dude, let me tell you what you need. All because you found a truth and it's setting you free. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like you feel this freedom on the inside of you. Okay. But you know, there's a pitfall to, to you getting all excited about your truth. It's called self-righteousness. It's called self-righteousness. Jesus' teachings are exactly what they are. They're there to help us. Meaning the world can even apply his teachings, okay? And then they can find a certain level of freedom in them. You know why? It's because his word never returns to him void. So if you apply my principles, guess what? It's going to work because he knows that his wisdom was there when it created the earth itself. He knows that. But if you begin to get all self-righteous, puffed up, I got this. I'm feeling free. Yeah. I didn't even know I can be this good at this. I didn't even know. You know what? Uh-oh. Watch out. So then there's a third light that you need. And this is truth is revealed. It's revealed. Revealed truth can only come from the Father. It can only come from the Father. Okay. The Bible declares in Luke 7, 35, that wisdom is shown to be right by those lives who follow it, meaning there has to be a continual pursuit. I can't stop at the applied truth that I have physically and 
intentionally put in my life. I have to have more. Guys, did you not realize there are things about your life that you'll never know unless it's revealed to you by God himself? And the thing is, is that, and most people think when they find out one little thing about themselves, oh, I'm good. No, 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 no. As long as there is breath in your body, there's always something else that God wants you to know about who he's called you to be, right? It's a revealed truth. You don't believe me. That's fine. Well, in scriptures, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, I'm going to set the story up. Well, here it is. The disciples are actually following Jesus everywhere that he goes. They've done all kinds of random things with him up until this point and then all of a sudden Jesus begins to ask questions hey guys who are people saying that I am all right and some people are saying oh they're calling you John the Baptist you're a radical oh and some people are saying you're Elijah you're Jeremiah you're like a prophet they're saying all of these things and then Jesus turns around and he said but who do you call me who do you say that I am and this is what Peter says he says you are the Messiah the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because the father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell would not conquer it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So whatever you forbid on earth, will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you are, whatever you permit here on earth will be permitted in heaven. What is happening? Guys, don't you understand that as you are pursuing the king and doing things, he begins to come in and say, I notice something about Mario right here that I want to reveal to him. And as he keeps following me, I'm going to show him something. Hey, son, you think that you're just an introvert, but actually I'm going to use you to speak my word. And you're like, wait, me? Yeah. And that's how I'm going to build my life, build your life. I'm going to build your life by you coming, keep following after me, and I'm going to reveal something. So let me just pause here and interject. How then do you follow him? I give him my worship. That means instead of waddling along in self righteousness. I turn that stuff around and I say, God, for you alone have the words of life. For you alone have brought me to this place. I can't take credit for anything that you've got, you've given me. I don't take credit for this job that you've opened this door for. I don't take credit for this marriage that you've allowed. I don't take credit for my children who are worshiping you right now. I don't take credit for anything. I am 100% turning my eyes on you because I need you to keep lighting up my way. I need you to keep revealing things to me so that my life, I don't feel like it's me. It's me. That's a dangerous place. Why do you feel like people in the world, they start off in the church, guys, and they love God with all their heart, and then God shows them something about themselves, and instead of them turning that stuff back to worship to God, they run off with that stuff themselves. That's not how God intended it to be, so then they use it to worship themselves, but God says, no, I am bringing you to a place that I'm going to reveal things to you and the more I reveal them it's going to keep you humble it's going to put you on your place of your knees you're going to say God I got to know more of you so I come and worship you why do you think the Bible said the angels stand in heaven and they say holy 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 it's because he keeps revealing things to them things that they didn't know guys there are things in your life that you don't know about that can only come as God revealed them. He reveals them through worship. 
There are even things in your life that you've been battling and you feel like you can't ever get free from. Guess what? You can't free yourself. Only Jesus can. Only God can. And it comes from pursuing him. I'm reminded in the Bible there's a woman with the issue of blood. Y'all, this woman is battling. She's done everything she knows how to do, okay? After doing everything, she's been standing. And you know what she does? She starts worshiping. That's that reaching out. It's like, God, you got to help me with this. I don't know how to make these two connect. But I know that if I can touch you, then you would heal me. And for many of you, that's the thing with worship. God and said, I'm going to free you, but you got to keep pursuing me. Guess what's happening now? You know, in the beginning, the Bible says that wisdom calls out to God. Isn't it amazing? Now you're the one calling out to him and he knows how to respond. He does. And then what begins to happen? Oh, he turns on another light. Let me see. He turns on another light in your heart. And this light is not anything that you've done. You don't get any credit for this. And then what is that? That's the light of his kingdom. It's the light of his kingdom. Then all of a sudden he begins to show you the reason that I brought you to salvation. The reason why I brought light to your life is because I really wanted to light up my kingdom through you. I wanted to show you why you have those dreams at night. I want to show you why I put you in that job. I want to begin to show you what that marriage was for. I wanted to tell you why I put you in that family so that you can help them lead the way. This is not for you. This is all because it's about my kingdom here on earth. Why in the world do you think when the disciples said, God, teach me how to pray? What do you think they're saying? If you notice in the prayer, it says, let your kingdom come. Only reason why he put that in there is because he knew that there were things that were going to have to happen in this earth that could not happen naturally by us. It was going to have to come because he's revealing things to us. Just like he revealed things to Peter, he wants to reveal things to you. And because he revealed that stuff to him, he said, and that's how I'm going to build my church. That's how I'm going to build your family. That's how I'm going to build you. That's how I'm going to work through the dreams and visions that you have. I'm going to do it all for my kingdom. You don't have anything to do with it. Just absolutely nothing. You just need to know where your truth is. You need to know where my truth comes from, the light of my salvation. You need to know about that applied truth. It's the light of your life to help you. You know, Pastor Mario's been saying, faith is for the things that are out of our control. But wisdom has everything to do with what we can control. God gives us a certain level of authority to put things in order. But then there's this other thing where you can't do anything but worship him. I got to worship you. I got to seek you. I got to keep pursuing you. God is the God of the impossible. If your situation is impossible, honey, you better start worshiping the Lord, okay? Because he needs to bring a revealed truth to you. He does. So then what happens when you get all of that going? All right. Well, now that you got the light on, I'm going to set up this mirror. Oh, I'm not that strong. mirror it's a three-way mirror my mom bought me that for Christmas one year it's still doing well all right let me get somebody here um Minister Wilsey come up here really quick y'all give it up for her she is awesome 
All right, so this is the mirror that we're going to use for this next illustration. Here's the real truth. All right, can, can you just come and stand just like this right here in front of it? All right, that's good. In this mirror right here, who do you see right here? Okay. Wait, let me make sure you guys can hear her. Who, who do you see? Wilsey. Okay, that's Wilsey, by the way, if you're wondering who she is. She sees Wilsey. Here's the truth behind your truth. There's a day coming, and it's called judgment. It's the bottom line. It's coming. And one day, we all are going to have to face this thing called judgment. So while I'm saying all of this stuff, it sounds all cute and things, but guess what? One day, we're going to be just like we'll see standing in front of nobody else but you and God. There's nobody else standing right here but we'll see. All right? So here's a scripture for you while you stand there. Revelations 11:18. Here's what the word says. It says, the nations were filled with wrath. Wrath means this extreme anger. This everything. Think about world, the world right now. The nations filled with wrath. But the time of your wrath has come. Now, when you start thinking about your own life, that's a whole nother. You like, oh Lord, nah, oh Lord, I don't like thinking about my life. That's too overwhelming. <laughs> All right. It said, a time of judgment. Um, it's time to judge the dead and reward the servants, the prophets, as well as the holy people and all who fear your name. From the least to the greatest, it's time to destroy all who has caused destruction here on. Everybody used this word. Last word is called the earth. All right. Let's go to another scripture. Romans 14, 10 through 12. It says, so why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before this word, guys, judgment, the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me. Every tongue will declare its allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. You would say to yourself, well, what account is it? Okay, he's going to judge you based off of the light of your salvation. Okay, what about the light of your life? Okay, and what about the light of his kingdom? We'll see. He's going to begin to say, what did you do with that? You came to church. You heard me screaming. You heard me calling out, and you heard it, and you showed up. What did you do with it? What did you do with it? 2 Corinthians 5.10, it says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly, everybody. In this what? By, this is the truth. This is not me just making something up. This is the truth. But everybody say, God loves me. What will he say? But he what? He loves me. He loves her. He loves her so much. So here's the answer to your truth. Don't you know that when you're dealing with judgment by itself, y'all, that's heavy. It's actually very overwhelming. It feels hopeless. It feels like, oh, my gosh, I can't think about my life. I start thinking about everything I've done wrong, how many things I've said wrong, how many people that I've probably messed over. I'm just thinking about everything that I've done wrong. Amen. I can't handle it. It's too much for my brain. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. But God loves us. He loves us. Then, then 
Look in this mirror. Who do you see? Who do you see right there? Well, wait, who? Who? We'll see. All right. The Bible says that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. He makes intercessions for us, each and every one of us. And here is the truth. Why? John 14, 16, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, Wilsey. I'm the truth, and I am the life. You're trying to get to my Father? Come through me. So listen to what I'm telling you. Many of you, you're overwhelmed thinking about Judgment Day. You're overwhelmed with your life, and you're trying to figure out how am I supposed to do this stuff. This stuff is too difficult. I'm not trying to be like such and such. I need somebody for myself. And then Jesus goes, it's okay, we'll see. I'm the way. Follow me. I'm going to help you, girl. I got your back. I know what's going on. I, I want to be the person to help you. <laughs> I'm not leaving you going, daddy can seem a little tough sometimes, I know. Daddy's going to have to come back because he's not a man that he would lie. His judgment is coming. And what I have done is I'm saying is I'm giving you my son who is going to cover you. He is going to take care of you. He's going to show you. He's saying, over here, over here, we'll see, we'll see, over here. Why are you looking all over there? Get off of social media. Stop following all these random people who aren't being rooted into my word. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I am the way. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all, it's simple. That's all he's saying. It's really simple. Anything that gets too often to the rafters is just not God. Jesus, I'm the way. And then he looks at her and he said, but guess what, we'll see. I don't want you to worry, though, because I know that 2021 is coming and there's going to be a great pandemic. And things around you are going to seem real dark. And I know that. So not only, okay, we'll see, now turn and look in this mirror. Who, who do you see over there? Wait, 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 wait. Let me just make sure you guys can hear it. We'll see. She, she says she hears, we'll, she sees, we'll see. So Jesus said, not only am I going to give you my son, God said, give you my, my son, Jesus. I'm going to give you something else. And it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Now, many times I don't like how people always write off the Holy Spirit. And basically what he's saying is that I don't care how dark you go, meaning you can go down to the lowest prison. You can be up in the highest oval presidential office. Anybody who would call on my name, I am going to send an agent there right next to you, and I will save you. I will come running after you. There is nothing that you can do to escape it. Reach out to me, and I will be there. Okay? It doesn't matter. And you say, but God, I already done it once. I ran to the altars once before. I've done all those things that you're saying. Well, you know what? It's got to be one lousy redemption if it only saves you one time. But we serve a God who saves us more than one time. He keeps rescuing us and he sent his agent, which is the Holy Spirit, to continue to light up the way. And in John 16, 13, he says, and when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all what? He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he what? Heard. Listen, he is going to bring you back to the light of your salvation. He's going to bring you back to the light of your life. And he's going to bring you back to the light of his kingdom. 
The Holy Spirit, which means I don't have to know everything about everything. All I have to know is Jesus, his Holy Spirit, and he'll do the rest. Amen. Thank you, we'll see. <laughs> Y'all, I'm talking about building your life on truth. On truth. So here we go. What are you waiting on? He's saying, I've been calling you. I've been calling you. Are you going to respond to me? If you're watching online, you say, I've been following this, this church. And all this has been is God saying, I'm calling you. Y'all, I'm calling you. How long are you going to wait to respond to me? How long is it going to take for you to realize that for I alone have the words of life? Would you walk into my salvation? Would you walk into my life? Would you walk into my kingdom? Y'all, he loves us. If you're feeling the condemnation and all that, that's, that's not for you to feel ashamed. And I hate when people badger people or beat them upside their head about the gospel. It's good news. It's really good because what he's saying is that you're feeling that because I'm calling you. And many of you, you've been running for a long time. And he was like, at some point, you are, a judgment day is coming, but I'm trying to give you the answers to pass this thing. I'm going to ask everybody in the room and online, why don't you put your hand over your heart? And we're going to pray. And I was praying, I really felt like there were some people that just gets a little confused sometimes about God to think that if I just go back to church, all they're going to do is beat me upside my head. They're just going to tell me everything that I've done wrong. And that's not the God I serve. He's a loving father. He cares for us. And he cares for you. He cares enough to say, I want to help you. I want to bring you into truth. So if you're in this room or you're watching online and you're saying, I need the light of my salvation to turn back on. I've been down. I've been beat up. I've been hiding behind sin because I'm afraid that if I say something, other people are going to judge me about it. And God is saying, I'm calling you out from that dark place into my light. I'm going to ask everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. Light up my heart. I need salvation today rescue me and if you're in this room and you're saying that prayer is for me with no one looking around no one moving around out of a fear of what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in this room if you're saying tomorrow that's me I'm not going to ask you to come down I'm not going to ask you to say anything I just want you to raise your hand right where you are just raise your hand amen thank you the Lord sees your hands. Even if you're watching online, the Lord sees your hand. He sees it. And this is the second prayer that I want to pray for everyone that's in this room right now. I want you to, while your hand is still on your heart, say, Lord, light up my life. Say, Lord, light up my life. Help me get things in order. Show me how to build boundaries. Father, 
I want to worship you. I want to see your revelation. I want to see your revealed truth for my life. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. The light of his truth. Amen. Y'all, isn't God so good? God is so good. When I was preparing this message, I just kept thinking about how much God loves us. And he loves us so much that he sends so much truth to us. Y'all know? He takes his time with us and he's patient with us. He's a good father. Well, hey, listen, we're going to get ready and to go into more of our worship experience. And um, if you said that prayer and you're online or if you're in this room, first of all, there's a card. If you need to know anything, that seat back in front of you. Guys, I don't want you to hesitate. Write on that card that says, let's connect. Even if you say, well, there's nothing on this card for me to figure out. That's okay. Just write what you want. And at offering time, just take that card, drop it in the bucket. My husband or myself, we want to connect with you. If you're online and you're just like, man, I want to connect better, just put on there, not to embarrass you, say, I want to connect. It can be about anything. You can say, I want prayer. Hey, I need to know something better. Just put, I want to connect. Myself, my husband, Pastor Mario, we're going to reach out to you because that's what we do. We reach out to people. We want to be a lifter of your head. Once again, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. And as we continue to move forward in our time of worship together, um, there's three ways that you can actually give. If you're like, man, I've been given. I want to know how I give better. There's three ways for you to do that. First, you can do it online through our app, or you can just go onto our page. The second way is you can always do it here in church. You can come in here. You can worship with us by giving that way. Or the third, you can mail in. And all that information is on our website. Hey, let me pray for you guys. Why don't you guys lift your hands in the room and as well as those online. Father, I thank you that you bless your people. You care for them. You love them. You have called them into your marvelous light. We thank you for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone shouts amen and amen. Well, hey, guys, we love you so much online. We'll see you again Sunday at 10 o'clock or 1030, but we would love to see you at 10 in the building. Thank you, guys. Let's give them a hand clap of praise. All right, we'll see you guys. All right, well, guys, we're going to go ahead and continue on in our worship experience. If the offering team wants to come down at this time, we're going to get ready to give and worship.